we're only human at the end of the day. And I, I try to, yeah, just be real. You know what I mean? Even on like Instagram stories and stuff, I try and just put up a bit of realness about it all. You know what I mean? And about everything, even about trying to build things online. Like, you know, it's, um, it's never easy, you know, and I've had plenty of, plenty of mess ups along my way and projects that I invested a lot of time and energy into that never paid off. And, you know, some people think it, think it as stuff as failures and you're not doing very well. And I'm like, not really. It's just kind of lessons of what, not how not to do it. <laughs> you know? Welcome to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment. We talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location-independent business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Adam Finan, and in today's episode, I have Laura Martin from HealingToHappy.com. Laura, thank you for taking the time to join us on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Laura and uh, Laura and I met through a Facebook group. Like I seem to meet most people <laughs> these days when it comes to podcasting. But look, that's the power of Facebook groups. You know, like it, it gets you out there. It connects you with, with people who are, I guess, in similar industries. And um, I, I really liked what Laura was doing. So I thought it'd be great to bring you on as a guest and, and have you, yeah, just share your story and your journey. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do, Laura? Sure, sure. Um, so I run an online health consulting company that is called Healing to Happy. And we help empower women by taking back their health. I am a certified holistic health and wellness coach. And I actually specialize in gut health and mental health. So through the gut brain connection and helping people understand that and make small sustainable lifestyle shifts that last forever. Um, through walking them through the baby steps through online programming. So it's either a video call currently working on an online program so that people can do it at their own pace and self pace. But right now it is just one on one consulting. Yeah, there, there've been there's been a lot of progress in the last couple of years around the connection between, you know, the your gut and your mental health and things like that, hasn't there? Oh my gosh, yes. So much. You're like, <laughs> where do I start? <laughs> I know. I'm such a word for it. It's just from my own journey and all of that stuff, I just found out how clean eating and all this stuff, especially being a nomad, it can be really hard and you want to have your best brain going forward and your food really does have an inf impact on that. So I kind of just, it's educating everyone on it because a lot of people don't even realize. Yeah, it's hard when you travel, I guess. You know, I have friends who are over there now in places like India and you know, they get sick, you know, you, you can try your best, but sometimes you're just, you know, when you come from Ireland where, you know, it, it's fairly, I don't know, like when you go from Ireland to India, it's a very different scenario, you know what I mean? And there's just, in general, there's there's going to be bacteria and things like that that your body's just not used to. It's no different than when you go to Thailand or Bali for the first time, you know, you get Bali belly or whatever you want to call it, like, you know, but that's, that's what happens because it's like your body's like, whoa, I've never seen all this stuff before, what's going on? <laughs> So, exactly, exactly. And, and and so how did you get so where did this come from you know when did you decide when did you decide like you wanted to work online what were you kind of doing beforehand can you walk us up to it please yeah yeah so i moved to thailand like every single other person on this podcast <laughs> um to do just volunteer work and then i ended up staying and becoming an english teacher and through that, I mean, my background is in education. I just wanted a means of living abroad. And I did that. And then I started to, I've always been interested in nutrition, but 
my background is communications and psychology. So going back and getting a nutrition degree was just going back and basically getting a whole nother degree um, and getting a master's and all of that. So I went, I registered for an online program called the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I got certified there and it just kind of started to honestly walk itself. You know what they say about your company, you just start to grow into it. And at first it was location-based in Bangkok, but then I realized I travel so much and the people around me travel so much and my clients are like, no one stays in Thailand for long, right? And so clients would come and then they move away or they get kind of turned off by the idea like, oh, I move in X amount of months. So I shifted everything to online so you can take it anywhere with you. And I guess like that's it's become normalized now too, hasn't it? Like I know people who do, uh, who have personal trainers online, and you know you would have thought, how Ooh. could you have a personal trainer online? Like you need to be there with the person. It's like nope, they swear by these people. And when you see some of these big PTs, like they got huge followings, and you know it, it's um, video courses, like you're saying, downloadables, things, you know, accountability partners. There's all sorts of different ways that this can work online, and I'm sure with when it comes to nutrition, it's similar, is it? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like so many people are leaning more towards that because yes, we are more we're busier nowadays, right? And going to an office takes what, a couple 30 minutes commute plus an hour there plus 30 minutes back, you're losing two hours out of your day as opposed to just learning like taking 30 to 50 minutes, however long the sessions take, when you could just be in the comfort of your own home. And you have what tools that you need right at your hand, right? Even when you're not in the session with your coach, you have it right there that you can look back to and refer to at your own time and your own pace. Awesome. And I think that's what people like. You know, people like to be able to do things at their own pace, but there's an element of accountability too. And that's where you would have check-ins and things like that. Is that how it would work? Exactly. That's exactly how it is, is we meet on Skype and are through video call and you do, it's still the relationship, right? I do, I mean, there are some people that are turned off by the idea because they do want the person that they sit down with and all of that jam, but that's just not my clientele. That's not my market. Just give them a few more years. <laughs> They'll get used to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't really want to run to the other side of the Thailand in Bangkok right now. Uh- <laughs> yeah, but like, even like I'm forever getting... Um, asks to do web design you know because I, I did I ran like a web design agency for ages and I'm, I still get referrals from people from people I don't even bloody know but you know like I did my time doing chamber of commerce and all that sort of stuff on the ground and somebody rang me there last week they're like yeah yeah can you call up to the office I was like no have you got zoom and they're like no <laughs> and I sent them a link I was like you know put this on your computer or let's just do a google hangout and like let's screen share there's absolutely no reason at all for me to drive to you and they're like oh, but that's not really what we were thinking. I was like, well, this is how it works. So <laughs> if you don't like it, sorry. <laughs> you know, yeah, It's okay. like, we could jump on a call. I can see your face. You can show me all the things that you want done and I'll record it all and then give it to my team and they will run with it. <laughs> you know, yeah, And it's yeah. simple as that. You know, I don't need to be there in person with them, but that's, I guess they were maybe a little bit old school about it, you know? Totally. And that's, I mean, I have other coaches and stuff in different cities where I'm like, I don't personally do that, but here's X, Y, Z if you do want to meet up with them, you know, because it is wanting to refer out for that. Yeah, of course. And look, I mean, people, pe- people are, s- certain people want to do things a certain way. And that's totally okay. Like you're saying, maybe you're not the person for them. Maybe you just pass them on to somebody else who, you know, deals or works in the way that they prefer, you know, so um, like, like that one to one connection. 
Exactly. And so, all right. So let's say, so you done your, um, you, you went to the Institute of Integrated Nutrition. You got your certification. You were in Bangkok. You'd, you'd built this little bit of a business. Like how, you know, when it comes to the transition to online, like, you know, let's say I'm you and I've just built this website, you know, what did you do then? Like, how did you go about getting, you know, educating people? Because I imagine there's an education element to this and then getting them to sign up. Like, what does that kind of process look like? Totally. And it it honestly just happened organically. It was just shifting as my clients started to move away that my it just started to be online and just shifting into either phone calls or WhatsApp or any of that stuff just to fit my clients' needs. And then I saw that was better actually fit it suited for me as well. So I just started putting more content online, started getting onto social media more because at the time, I mean, still in Bangkok, I do run a lot of cute I'm a community builder. That's, that's something I do enjoy doing. I like being on the ground as well as online um, and doing workshops in that way. But shifting away from that and doing just, you know, blog posts, social media, getting in Twitter, LinkedIn, all those kind of things so that people from that aren't just in Bangkok can see it that way. And then just shifting the words that I was using, honestly, because a lot of people did think it was meeting up in person. And then now if you go to my website, it does say like, it's all online, all of that stuff. So yeah, and it's it wasn't too much of a shift as to because it's still essentially the same thing as when if I were to, like you said, when you're talking about the zoom call, right? It's still the same thing as sharing your screen, as if you were right there. So it's the same exact thing is it's just as if I was sitting across from you with a coffee. It's just there's a screen between us. It's just a lot easier. Nobody had to travel to get there <laughs> or deal with public transport or, you know, any, anything like that. Um, no, cool. So so it kind of grew out of organically. But, you, you know, you have a mix. You have you, you do in person, you know, you, you go to events, you host events, you, you kind of created your own. Um, you create your own. What's the word I'm looking for here? You, you know, like we're if something doesn't exist and you just want to kind of place yourself in it, you know what I mean? Like, so you just like create it and go on meetup.com and like make these meetups. And you know, is that what you were doing? Yeah. 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 I just started going to different co-working spaces and networking, going to all the different health communities, seeing what people wanted. And because I made a big shift in my life, like Bangkok is obviously a huge party party city. And then I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like I want to be healthy, but that means uprooting your whole life and recreating the world around you. So that's what I did. It was like, oh, this doesn't exist yet here. I'm going to do that. But that comes from serving what's going on around you and creating meetups, going to co-working spaces, going to different farmers markets, stuff like that. Awesome. I love your photography as well. Like the the photos on the website are all very good. It looks like you found some good food over there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, the fruit over there is unbelievable. Isn't it? Oh my goodness! I went home actually to visit my dad one time, and um, in America, and I kept buying fruits and like eating them and throwing them away. I know, sorry, food waste. But he's like, Laura, it's not a tropical country. Stop throwing it away. It's not going to taste the same. I'm like, sorry, I don't like it. <laughs> it's prank. <laughs> It's just, it's, yeah absolutely oh i remember i remember over in thailand you get the bunches of bananas and really little teeny little things but oh they're so sweet and so lovely you know the ones you buy here you're just like eh, doesn't taste like anything really it's just like matter <laughs> you, know, the, you buy out of the supermarket so um cool so so look you, you know when you're online when you're doing one-on-one coaching and consulting i guess one of the biggest 
I mean, hurdles, I guess, obstacles that people come into is there's only so much of your time you can give away. And, you know, you definitely hit the nail on the head there. And I kind of like to circle back, like you were saying, you know, what worked for the clients? So you had Skype, you had WhatsApp, probably Facebook Messenger. I guess just kind of, I'd like to talk about, you know, how you set boundaries for yourself and how you manage this, you know, in terms of, you know, you're going to have people in different time zones. You're going to have people contacting you by the sounds of it through all sorts of different channels. So, you know, how important are boundaries for you and how do you set boundaries between your personal life and your business? Goodness, that was such a big one when I was starting out because it was just taking everything and grabbing at everything and every opportunity. And then I did like I hit a wall. You know, we all get so excited wanting to help everyone and doing X, Y, Z and running all the running the rat race, essentially. Um, so now I make sure that my hours are only I mean, so I have like Tuesdays and Thursdays are my earlier days and when um, and my later nights. So those are my longer days. And then Mondays and Wednesdays are my middle of the road days that are normal. And then I do try and keep myself held accountable that I only see people until 8 p.m., which kind of it cuts off a solid spectrum. But for the people that do want to meet with me, it's usually a 12 hour time difference is the biggest one. Right. So they'll get up at seven in the morning or eight in the morning, whatever, whatever have you. And that's it. Um, but then I have Fridays where I give myself that's like content days and then Saturdays and Sundays are workshop days and like that's when I'll run my seminars and workshops around Bangkok. So Friday nights I have for myself. Hermit mode and I'm like, no one talk to me. <laughs> I'm watching good girls on Netflix. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, one day, but that's the entrepreneurial life. Because at first it was every single day. And it wasn't until a friend actually sat me down and I was leaving one of my workshops. And I was like, okay, now I have to go to work. She's like, what do you think you were just doing for the last three hours? And I was like, "Uh, I was at a workshop. She's like, no, you were running it. That's your job. You need a day off. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Yeah, no, look, and I mean, that's it's good. It's not good to hear that. But what I mean is like, I appreciate the honesty because when you do work online and when you're trying to run your own business, I mean, it is hard and setting these boundaries is hard and you have to work very hard, especially in the beginning. Um, in a lot of cases, like very few people um, are honest and, and transparent about that. You know, I mean, it's it's hard. And like you're saying, you're trying to do everything for your clients. You appreciate every client because they're funding your lifestyle, your travel, if you will. And they're allowing, not that they're allowing you to live there, but you know, the, the money that you generate from them is, is contributing towards you being able to do what you want, you know, which is you know, living over in Thailand. So, but you know, there, there's, there's a limit to what you can put out there. And I guess it's hard sometimes to turn off. You know, I, I personally struggle with it all the time, like, cause there's always something to do, you know, there's always that next website, that next guest. <laughs> Pardon? There's never not anything to do. Exactly. So, but, but it's important to try and set these boundaries and, you know, give yourself this time off. Um, yeah, just to, to help really. Cause if your head's in the game all the time too, sometimes you can't see what's right in front of you. You know, you have to look up and take a step back. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's important. So look, when it comes to, you know, uh, growing the website and your following and things like that you know what has been the most impactful and beneficial thing for you and for the business so i just started with linkedin but apparently that's the new one that i still don't get mainly instagram has been the best thing because it's my since my company is essentially nutrition lifestyle um 
I'm I am my company, right? So Instagram has given me the platform to really share who I am, build that rapport, build the trust, and get people to kind of come in and see that my current healthy living, right? And then also Facebook. So using Facebook ads, creating landing pages, creating opt-ins, creating all of that stuff is what I'm now circling into so that we can expand our reach beyond just Asia, but globally. Um, And that comes from people aren't just going to buy from you without knowing you, right? So it has to be everywhere. But Instagram and Facebook have been the biggest ones right now. Cool. I like what you're saying about uh, about LinkedIn too, about how it's the cool one, but nobody knows how to use it. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a platform in and of itself, but it's B2B versus B2C. I think that's the big difference, you know, in terms of using LinkedIn, you know, like, I don't know, it's a, it's a different ballgame altogether, but I see it more like, yes, you can get yourself out there, like doing video content on LinkedIn right now. So few people do it. And mm-hmm. uploading natively to the platform, they're giving huge reach to people with very, you know, I, I would say like, you know, average content. So if you're coming in there with good content, you can reach a wide audience pretty, you know, far better than you can with, let's say, like uploading to Facebook these days. You know, um, Instagram's a little bit different, but I mean, Facebook, everybody knows is your organic reach is useless. They just want you to spend money. Mm-hmm. And Instagram's probably pivoting that way um, in the next year or two. So, look, it, it's good to have a wide net. I, so you talked there a little bit about, you know, doing some Facebook ads and landing pages. So can you talk to what softwares and tools you use to help you run the business and, you know, get in front of new prospects? Totally, yeah. So I was using, I, I mean, my entire thing is run off of WordPress. And then for my landing pages, I was using MailChimp, but I actually just converted to Active Campaign just because I like the way that f- looks better, right? It all flows kind of down a tree. I'm a very aesthetic person, so I can see all the funnels and all of that and how it's going. And then my landing pages, I am just going to be making them with Elementor on uh, WordPress. Yeah, I've, I'm in the middle of building my first uh, my first Elementor website, actually. Uh, I've always been a Divi, used Divi pretty much always. And, and then, um, uh, look, I'm, I, I do the Authority Hacker course. So Authority mm-hmm. Hacker Pro or something it's called. And it's about building these sites and stuff. And yeah, I mean, they keep everybody in there is harping on about Elementor. So I said I'd give it a go. So the new Digital Nomad Cafe podcast website should be live this week. And it's built a lot using Elementor, but it looks pretty slick, doesn't it? Just like you're saying, mm-hmm. landing pages, pop-ups. Um, yeah, it's it's the cool kid on the block and it seems pretty fast. So <laughs> You can get it. Like I was honest, I was messing out with it, but that is something that eventually I was like, I'm spending way too much time on this. I'm outsourcing now. Like I, it's one of those things where like, okay, I understand it. Go. Like if I'm not a person that like at first I was like, I'm just going to outsource everything and realized I didn't have any part of my company. So now it's like, I'm learning all the basics. And once I get it, I'm like, okay, out. Yeah, look, and and that's awesome to hear because uh, ironically, I sent a, a message to my dev guy this morning saying, look, I've got ConvertKit, here's the logins and here's the API key and here's Elementor, go make it work. You know, Because I'll spend three or four hours in there second guessing the colors on the pop-up and the copy and you're just like you you go into such nitty-gritty and you know done is better than perfect you can always come back and fix it after you know exactly done is better than perfect (laughs) so like like a a pop-up that works it actually connects to the funnel versus 
you know, spending another two days. I don't know. Is that the right word for that pop? <laughs> you know, yeah, I think when you're doing it yourself, sometimes you can, uh, yeah, I get too, too deep in the weeds. So let's talk a little bit about outsourcing. So where do you, um, you know, where, where would you hire help? So I use Upwork actually. And um, when did, when did you first start? Um, I started to play around with it. Oh gosh, Fiverr, I started about a year ago and then I switched over to Upwork maybe six months ago and they kind of do, I do enjoy the whole Canva and creating all my own stuff, but I realize like where am I, that's not my job. I'm not a good digital designer as much as I'm enjoying it. So I kind of just go on there, pop up what I need, like the landing pages and you're so proud of what you make in Canva, don't you? You're like, oh, I'm so good. I should have been a graphic designer. No, it's a template. <laughs> I just spent four hours doing that. I could have been talking with clients. Like, what am I doing? Yeah, but look, that's important. And it's 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 important that you've uh, that you've realized that and that people have heard that, you know, because you can get you can get consumed by the, the creative process. And this is a struggle so many creatives have, is that like they get sucked into the the making, the creating part, and, and they kind of leave the selling part. And then they wonder why their business isn't growing. And they wonder why they're not getting clients because they're not having those calls. You're going to have a conversion rate. Not everybody's going to be a client. So, you know, you might need to have 50 calls to get five clients. And that's whether you're an agency, whether you're running consultant. Maybe it's a little bit less for consultant because, you know, it's a bit warmer. But you know what I mean? Like there, there's going to be a conversion rate. And if you're spending your day in, you know, making your pretty Canva images or Pinterest boards look pretty, you know, it's, is that the most high level impact thing you could be doing right now for the business? Probably not. But it's easy and it's kind of fun. <laughs> that, I mean, that's exactly what happened to me. It was like when I started to like tank in my, not tank, but like go lower in my sales and everything. It was like, what am I doing? And then I started to audit my time and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I spending so much time on creative content? That is not my job. My job is to create the content not get creative in it and that is that's one of the lessons you learn right as an entrepreneur you're always learning but you got to go audit yourself <laughs> yeah look totally and um i mean there's places that can help you in terms of you know getting templates and stuff like that i use one called creativemarket.com it's absolutely amazing like i go in there if i want like instagram story templates i just bought them off there there's a girl called basil and bark she's unreal and you just you pay her 20 30 dollars you take it, you make a copy of her Canva folder, boom. It's like everything is done for you. It's like 20 bucks and then get a virtual assistant in there. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to refine this process at the minute, but get a virtual assistant in there then to make all the images, you know, then removing me from having to be in Canva because I'm just like you. I love being in there. I actually enjoy the creative process and making pretty images, but like, is that the most impactful thing to be doing? No. You know, if you're on a podcast, it's uh, increasing the, you know, you know, the number of podcast episodes, the guests that you get on, you know, having a better website, working on your email marketing funnels, you know, there's lots of other things, maybe pitching sponsors, like there's other things that will be more, yeah, more beneficial, I guess, of your time, <laughs> you know, asking yourself, like, is this revenue generating? Like, is this expanding my company? Me sitting in Canva? No. <laughs> definitely not but there's people who love it and you can pay them but you just need to be careful i guess you know because i mean it's like anything when you're outsourcing uh, i can't remember the name of that law but like the work will fill the available time 
And mm-hmm. whether you hire somebody by the hour, in my experience, Eddie, whether you hire somebody by the hour or if you do a fixed prices, like the work will fill the available time. Now, writers, fair enough, you know, you would have an agreement. So like X amount of dollars for X amount of words. You know, I, I would never hire writers, but I found with graphics, I have to hire fixed price, you know, most of the time because, you know, if you could tell somebody, you know, maximum five hours and they could spend five hours in Canva, come back with two images, you know, whereas if you spent five hours in there, you could come back with a hundred images, you know? So I, I think it's important when you're outsourcing to just be, to be clear on what you want, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and how did you find that, uh, you know, pro- do you have people who you work with now regularly and you just kind of circle back with them from time to time? Yeah. Yeah. Cause once I found that, cause the same thing happened as like, you know, constantly learning, didn't know the fixed price thing, rent, ended up bringing up a big bill and then finally finding the people that I do agree with set a fixed price. I know their work. I know that they follow the theme and the message. And once they get it enough, just why, why wouldn't you do repeated business? Right. Yeah, for sure. It's good to have people you can rely on too. I have the same graphics person I go back to all the time and um, they're awesome, but they're always late. <laughs> <laughs> Always, like, I think the new graphics are like two weeks late, and it's just like, ah, oh, so good. <laughs> I actually don't mind, but like, just don't say you're going to be done when you're going to be done. Just be honest about it, you know. But anyway, some people will be hearing that and going, <laughs> you know. But I don't know. You get used to work with somebody; they're actually really good. But yeah, just a little bit. I guess most graphics people are tend to be a bit late with the time. <laughs> maybe that's a bit too generalist but a lot of times people will but often it's your fault you don't know exactly what you want so you're kind of holding them up by not giving them the appropriate direction you know with graphics it's not until you see it that you can say oh actually i don't like that you know so any graphic designers listening now will be like you are my nightmare client (laughs) that's the thing as well is learning to be crystal clear in your communication with who you want when it's your message because at the end of the day you're holding yourself up (laughs) yeah for sure for sure so so look this is good so so as you kind of progressed did did it take you long to start outsourcing or was it something you took to pretty quickly oh see i wanted to outsource right away and was like here i'm just gonna like the whole business side of everything and like wanted to put on the back burner but i realized no i need to learn it all and now i'm kind of stubborn with it where i want to learn everything uh, so it took me about a year and a half to outsource. Well, no, the first thing I did was hire someone on to create my website because I realized I was like, not going to happen. I'm not learning how to do that. Um, but then it took me about a year, year and a half later till then I started to outsource because I was like, I thought I had to learn everything. I didn't want to spend the money, but then actually reflecting on it, how much money was I losing by spending time on these things, right? Absolutely. Well, you have to put a value on your time and then the time invested in, like you said, learning it and learning it properly. And somebody else has already done their thousand hours, you know, and mm-hmm. they're going to charge 20 bucks an hour or something for it. So, you know, by the time you learn it, do it right, figure it all out, you know, I mean, like you're saying, the most important thing to be doing is getting having those client calls and, you know, getting people signed up. You know, that's what actually pays for everything. So... That's, that's the focus. So um, did you pay for mentorship and courses? I know you mentioned the, um, like, obviously the nutrition, um, the online certification and that, which, you know, you had to do. But in terms of, like, helping you with regards to your online market and things like that, do you have any membership courses, coaching that you do or done along the way? 
I listen to a lot of podcasts. Right now I am on a Amy Porterfield kick and then um, Grace Lever and listening to all of that stuff and how like what is uh, how I built this on like listening to everyone's stories and then I am in a mastermind um, which I invested in or to get into and learning in that way but I am just surrounded by entrepreneurs that are successful just by grace like my friends are really good people and they have no problem admitting to me like this is what you're doing right this is what you're doing wrong xyz walking me through the process it's been really nice and and another big one when I first started out was going to coffee with people or having a virtual coffee with people that are in the same field and being like hey what did you learn what would you do different how did you start doing the same thing right as well Oh, that's awesome. And I think it's really what you're saying there around uh, having friends who are honest and transparent with you. Like, you know, those are true friends, you know, people who they're not just trying to get your money or anything like that. You know, they're actually and sometimes you, know, you need people to be honest with you because it could be like, oh, yeah, that looks great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I think that's it's 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 great to have those people around you, especially if they're involved in you know similar niches or, or they're even involved in the online space because it can help. You know, it helps you mitigate risk and, and not repeat or not do mistakes that maybe they've seen or had before in the past. Exactly. And it's it's learning from their mistakes and not making them <laughs> the best you can. I mean, at the same time, they're like, yeah, I did that. I'm like, oh, gosh. Okay. Why couldn't you have told me? <laughs> Yeah, I, it. <laughs> I guess everything's always changing too you know what I mean like like things are always evolving that's the nature of online you know online marketing and, and, and running businesses online and virtually is that you know it's not fixed you know things are fluid things adapt people's attention changes how people consume content changes um you, you know like that's that's just the nature of it what worked five years ago might not work now so it's being willing and able to adapt and, um, you know, pivot in these, in uh, when that happens. A hundred percent. hundred percent. So look, if people, so if there's somebody listening to this podcast and they were, you know, maybe they're, ironically, I'm thinking of my cousin who's doing his master's in nutrition right now. And he was on about wanting to maybe do something after he finishes school or co- he's finishing college this year. And he's like, oh, I don't really know what to do. And he was talking to my brother about this. And I, it's funny now that here we are having this conversation. So I just, he springs to mind, you know, um, you know, what would you do if you were back at square one? You had no sales, no clients, super interested in, you know, doing something similar to what you're doing online. Doesn't necessarily have to be nutrition, but, you know, starting something that maybe have been traditionally, you know, in person and starting an online business with. I would first go into creating a course around it. If you can, well, first like save, serve, savoring, surveying the people around you and what your target market would want and then creating rapport for yourself and then creating a course because that's you have much more of an impact than you do when it's one-on-one right and if you have the time because you don't have clients at this moment because once you do get clients you're going to be hustling and you're not going to ever have that time back (laughs) um create something that you know can market and that you can scale so you can have the biggest impact awesome and i like what you're saying there around like survey the people around you and make what they want, not what you think they want. Like I think that's very important. What you, I just want to read between that sentence there. It's <laughs> it's not what you think that they want. It's what they actually want after you actually do some research <laughs> around 
your industry, you know, because that's very important because often you can think, oh, I think I know what people want and 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 those courses don't necessarily sell. So I think that's very, it's, there's a lot of truth in that sentence, that one simple sentence. You know? And like if you're figuring, if you're struggling, exactly. And if you're struggling for where to go, think of where you were three years ago and how you got to where you are now. And that could be your starting point. And then all, when you finally get that, that's your target market, right? And then once you get that, survey those people use social media is a great way facebook polls instagram polls those like everyone wants to communicate with you and be aware of what they want that's that's brilliant you know it's so so simple but so like it's it's the most important things often it's the simple things that are the most important you know so um awesome and look so where can people find you online laura so you can find me at healingtohappy.com um, I'm most active on Instagram, which is Laura Martin underscore H2H. I'm also on Twitter with the same name. Facebook is Healing to Happy. LinkedIn is my name. <laughs> Laura Martin. I'm on all of them. <laughs> yeah, look, if you head over to digitalnomadcafe.com, I'll make sure to link to everything in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. So, and if you guys want, I will offer, um, I have a free three-day reset that you can download. It's a PDF guide to just walk you through if anyone wants to reset their gut so they can reset their brain and all that fun stuff. You guys can head over and download that as well. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Laura, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, it's a brilliant business you have there. And I wish you every success over living yeah, in Bangkok for now and wherever else you choose to be. Thank you so much. This was great. Take care. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. Head over to the website to access the resources and links mentioned in today's episode at digitalnomadcafe.com.